0: Today, you are in the right place, you are in the place of miracles You are in the place of healing, you are in the place of breakthrough You are in the place of deliverance You are in the place of faith You are in the place of turnaround You are in the place of abundance Hallelujah The Bible says in John 17, sanctify them through your word. Your word is truth. Does anybody know what the word sanctification means? It means to be holy, to be pure, spotless, without blemish. To live sanctified means you live holy. Holy. My mentor taught me triple A holiness. Attitude, action, and what? Appearance. Look holy, act holy, be holy. Attitude, action, and appearance. Isn't that what it was, Pastor O? Triple A holiness. Attitude, action, and appearance. I was taught... That your word is your bond. My granddaddy on my mother's side was not a Christian until shortly before he passed away. He had a problem with church folk, he had a problem with Christians. Because he saw a lot of them during the week that talked one thing on Sunday and they lived something the other six days of the week. And he was a morally good man. He didn't drink, smoke, cuss, dip, spit or chew. And he taught me, if you can't say something good about somebody, don't say nothing. And he practiced what he preached. And he had a hard time going to the church and giving his heart to God when he lived better than a lot of the Christians. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because we're supposed to live a certain way as Christians doesn't mean we're perfect doesn't mean we won't make mistakes but when we mess up we should repent and if we've offended somebody we should apologize to them we should try to fix it I had a I had a staff member once upon a time once upon a time far far away long long ago I had this staff member. Don't quit me. I'm not, I don't want you to quit yet. This is still introduction. And this staff pastor was one of those people. If he was talking, he was lying. He was a lying sack of trash. And I told him, I said, you need to get out of the ministry Because some of us are trying to live for God and do right and the reputation of ministry ministers has been tarnished and we don't need the likes of you I told him boldface I said we don't need the likes of you claiming to be a minister claiming to be a preacher doing what you do and it didn't stop with lying I just leave it right there But if he was talking, he was lying. I could give you a bunch of examples. But I was taught your word is your bond. You better speak the truth. Tell the truth. Even if it hurts. Even if it gets you in trouble. Because there will be consequences to our actions. And even to our words. Now, you can be kind to people my mentor also taught me he used to go to these homecoming events where everybody would bring food and they would bring food out of the trunk of their car that had been in there all during church for three hours and it was hot not hot from the oven but hot from being in the trunk and then they'd put it on the table and they'd spread everything out and there were flies all over it and you want to go down through that buffet line and eat all that stuff but he, he was more of the persuasion of, I just look at it. And so they would bring him stuff and put it on a plate. And they would bring him all different kinds of desserts and cakes. And they would come up, some of the ladies would come up and say, did you eat my pie? Did you eat that chocolate cake? Did you eat that coconut cake? He had a pat answer. That was cake. He didn't lie. He didn't tell him he ate it or didn't eat it. He just said, oh, that was cake. Or that was a casserole. Or boy, those were beans, weren't they? Because he was very finicky. Y'all knew him. Many of y'all knew him. He was, he was very finicky about what he put in his mouth. But you still got to tell the truth. And if we as Christians could somehow read this Bible. Does anybody read this book? Does anybody have one with you today? Oh, thank God. Look at all the Bibles. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. This book will change your life. This book will give you revelation. This book will give you insight. This book will open your eyes to the truth. This book will tell you things that you don't even know. This book will give you insight and understanding that will move you to another level. This book will build your faith. This book will encourage you. This book is the best business book that was ever written. This book also has romance novels in it. This book has, indi- has, has direction for life, patterns for life. This book is the best-selling book of all time throughout history, this book. And if you'll read this book and hide it in your heart and just believe it, you can get anything you want in life that's right, that's righteous you can go anywhere you want to go you can be anything you want to be this book will get you there if you have the right motives, the right heart yet we have what I I said the other day, I read it somewhere and you probably won't agree with me but we have we have atheist Christians. People that claim to be Christians but yet they don't believe the word. There have been atheists to read this book to prove it wrong, but they got saved. There was a newspaper reporter a number of years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago now, by the name of Michael Drosnin. He was a newspaper reporter. He was an atheist. And there was a computer program that was written by some of the rabbis at Jerusalem University in Israel. And they wrote this program using only the Torah, the Old Testament, the first, or the first five books in the Old Testament, Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And this computer program took all the characters in the Torah and put it in an algorithm. And you could put in any subject, any name, any person, any place, any date in history. And when you ran the computer program, it would do a skip sequence and it would run through that Torah and pull out all the characters. And for instance, if... If I put in my name and did that computer program, and you could only do it if you read Hebrew. You can't do it. It's not in English. It's only in Hebrew in the Old Testament. But if you ran somebody's name, if I put in my name, it would go through and do a skip sequence finding my name, and then if that was every five characters or every 37 characters or whatever it was, it would use that skip and run all the way through the Torah and pull out all of those letters, and it would be on one or two or three pages. And on that page would be my name the day I was born, the day I got married, the person that I married, her name, her full name, where she was born. It would tell the history of a person. And so Michael Drosnan heard about this and he started reading the Bible and doing research to find out, to prove Christianity wrong. And guess what? Not only did he get saved, but he wrote a bestseller book, About this computer program. And it only worked with the Torah. They took other books, large books, down through history, historical books. And it only works with the Torah. Isn't that interesting? The Bible. And you could put in famous people, you can put in politicians, religious leaders presidents and the information was there about all of us only God could orchestrate that as a secret hidden code in the Bible and so you can't just read the Bible you have to read the Bible and that code did not work through the rest of the Bible only in the Torah so what I'm trying to say is this word It's so powerful. And in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So we know that what it is saying in John chapter 1 is, Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. Because we believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if we could read the Word and then just believe the Word that Jesus says to us, how our life would change. Oh, sometimes we pretend to believe it. I want to step on some toes today why don't you believe the word why don't you believe it when he says by his stripes you are healed anybody need a financial breakthrough just wave at me if, you, if, you need a, if more money would help you wave at me Ecclesiastes 10 19 he says that he gives you the power the Bible says God gives you the power to get wealth do you believe that Philippians 4, he said he would supply all of our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So whatever you need, he's all you need, and he's able to supply all you need, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, relationally. Whatever you need, he is able. The Bible says in Ephesians, we learned last week, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He can do that. if we could just learn to take him at his word. Can we do that? I've got a scripture. John chapter 4, beginning in verse 46. Once more, Jesus visited Cana in Galilee. And there was a certain royal official. Somebody say big wig. There was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to Jesus and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. And then Jesus said this to the man. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. You think Jesus rebuked him just a little bit? Apparently, Jesus had seen a lot of folks that didn't believe, that did not believe his word. And this man comes and he wants his son to be healed. And Jesus says, you've got to see it to believe it, which is opposite of what the Bible teaches. In the Bible, we have to believe it to see it. But human nature is, well, I will believe it when I see it. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right there. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. Verse 49. The royal official, the big wig, said, sir, come down before my child dies. In other words, come to my house. Come to where he is. He's at the point of death. Please come. And Jesus didn't go. But here's what he said to the man. Go, Jesus replied. Your son will live. Now watch this. The man took Jesus at his word. The man took Jesus at his word. I need to read it again. The man Took Jesus at his word. He didn't ask him again. He didn't fall on his face, fall on his knees, and beg him again. He didn't plead with him and say, But you don't understand. My son's at the point of death. Won't you please come? I, if you will come, I know everything will be. He didn't do any of that. He took Jesus at his word and he departed. And while he was still on the way home, his servants met him with the news that his boy, somebody say his boy. boy. See, it's important when it's your boy. You know, if somebody asks us to pray for somebody else, we pray. We're concerned. We love other people. We pray for other people. But when it's your boy, when it's your girl, there's something special. There's something different. There's something about the passion in that relationship that you it gets your attention. If it's your boy, you're going to pray harder. If it's your boy, you're going to fast more. If it's your boy, you're going to read your Bible more. If it's your boy, you're going to get down to business. If it's your boy, you know you, it's, it's life or death if it's your boy. They met him with news that his boy was living. And so when this big wig inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday, about one o'clock in the afternoon, one translation says the seventh hour, it starts at six in the Jewish time. If it's Roman time, it would have been seven in the morning, but Jewish time started at six a.m., so at one a.m., or in seven hours, it was one p.m. And so... Yesterday at one in the afternoon, they said to him, the fever left him. Then the big wig, who was more than a big wig, he was a father. The father realized this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. Your boy will will live so he and his household believed you know why because he took jesus at his word as we read this scripture we see from the beginning that the man went to jesus because he had a need people had needs I have needs. You have needs. Those of us in this room, those watching online, those that will watch by television later, people have needs in their life. Some needs are little needs. Some needs you can take care of yourself. Sometimes we have to get assistance. We need help. Sometimes the needs are so great, there is no other answer. There is no other way to get the need met except to go to God. Some needs are so big, they are so mammoth, they are so challenging, they are so overwhelming that only God can give the answer. Only God can bring deliverance. Only God can give you peace. Only God can give you the strength you need to go through. Sometimes only God, he's the only answer. Such was the case of this man. Because since he was a royal official, no doubt he had the availability of the best medical help he had the best doctors of his day he had financial resources he was a big wig he was able to come and get to Jesus he was able to travel in those days not everybody could travel not everybody had the means to go from one city to another to go from one region to another but he had the means to go he was doing everything he could he knew that it was life or death he knew that his son his boy his boy was about to die he was critically ill so he was not going to take no for an answer. I wish we in the body of Christ could get the spiritual DNA of the Bible in our heart to the point that we will not take no for an answer. The problem is we give up too easily. We give up too quick, too fast. We give up. if, it, if we, we pray for God to heal our body, and if we're not healed right away, we go to 10 doctors, but we won't pray or fast for 10 days. We, we give up so quick, so easy. We don't believe that God will. We know that he can, but we don't believe that God will for us I'm preaching better than you're shouting today we live in this culture we live in this earthly culture when we the Bible says we are pilgrims and strangers passing through we have a home far better than this we are citizens of heaven even though we're living on the earth we are citizens of heaven and we live way beneath our privilege because we don't believe I just wish there were some believers in the house. He said, If you can believe, all things are possible if you'll only believe. So he wouldn't take no for an answer. And when his son was not getting better at home, then he went to where Jesus was and he said, My son's about to die. Would you come and heal him? And Jesus said, Your son will live. And he said, Won't you come? Even though Jesus had spoken the word, he still wanted Jesus to come. He was not willing to take no for an answer. But Jesus looked at him one more time and said, go. Your son will live. And when he spoke that word, something resonated in the spirit of the big man. Something resonated in the spirit of this man, this royal official. Something touched his heart. And immediately he believed the word of God. Why don't we believe the word of God? There's a picture of it right there. The word of God. Why do we take others' word instead of the word of God? Why do we believe somebody else's report? Instead of the word of God. Why do we listen to non-believers. And not believe the word of God. Why do we take no for an answer. Why do we let our faith dwindle. Why do we not believe. When this book is full of an example. After examples. After examples of miracles and deliverance and breakthrough. When God used the most unworthy and unexpected people to do a miracle when he called Gideon Gideon said i'm the least in my father's house i'm the least of these when he called moses he said how can i go uh, he said i have a stuttering problem i, I can't talk He said, I want you to go. I'll send your brother with you. He'll talk. We always look for excuses. When we should have the attitude, I'm not going to take no for an answer. God's called me. God's sent me. God's anointed me. The anointing of the Lord is upon me. Isaiah 61, said, The Spirit of the God, Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to preach deliverance To those that are bound, to set the captives free. This is the the acceptable year of the Lord. The man appealed Come, please come, lest my son will die. Jesus said, Go, your son will live. You see, Jesus has all authority, all authority. He has all authority. He spoke the worlds into existence. He said, let there be and there was. And then he said, all authority I have given you in heaven and earth. To tread on serpents. To take up any deadly thing. And it will not harm you. Oh. You skipped over that verse, didn't you? Because of a few kooks. I'm just trying to tell you, you have authority. In Genesis 1, 26 through 28, the Bible tells us, God said, let us make man in our own image. And he said, let them have dominion over the birds of the air, the beast of the field, the fish of the sea, over every living thing. Let them have dominion and subdue. So you have dominion. You have authority. And you have the anointing and the power to subdue the devil, to subdue doubt, to subdue fear, to subdue trouble, to subdue sickness, to to subdue poverty, to to subdue addictions, whatever it is, you have the authority, you have the right to tell the devil, get behind me, Satan. I have no part in you. I have no peace with you. Get away. Leave me alone. Back up. Get out of the way. I am anointed of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So Jesus spoke to him and he tested the man's belief system go he said what if the man had just kept on talking to Jesus and appealing he tested his belief system we need to test our belief system today let's just test it right now he said if there's anybody sick among you Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith over them. The prayer of faith will... Notice that he said in James, he said the prayer of faith will save the sick. He didn't say it would heal the sick. Why didn't he say the prayer of faith will heal the sick? (laughs) I could really mess up your theology, but... I don't know that I have time today. Because some of you already looking at your watch for because you take medicine at 12 and you go to the restaurant at 12.15. That church is down the street. Because Dr. Shirley already said it twice. She just didn't say it a while ago, but y'all, she was preaching better than y'all were shouting in this Presbyterian church and i've been preaching better than you've been shouting in this presbyterian church he said the prayer of faith shall save the sick makes me wonder that if we can't believe maybe we're not saved we say we're saved see i messed up your theology right there oh but i i pay my tithes and i go to church and i got saved in bible school i'm saved then why don't you believe? Because when you get saved, you will believe. When you get really saved, am I telling it right? When you get saved, you will believe. When you you theologians, you preachers, when 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 you get saved. You don't have any trouble believing because you know where he brought you from and what he brought you out of and where he brought you to. And when he brings you out of what he brought some of us out of and brings us to what he has brought us to, we know that we are saved. We're saved, we're saved, we're saved. And when we get saved... We don't have any trouble believing the Word of God. We don't have any trouble believing that He will set us free and deliver us from addictions, from past, from pornography, from drugs, from alcohol, from gambling, from perverted lifestyles, from whatever it is. He will set you free. That's why I said the prayer of faith will will save the sick. If you need healing in your body right now, stand up and put your hand on your heart. If you need healing in your body right now, stand up. Stand up. All over this building, stand up. Your heart is the pump that sends royal blood through your veins and carries life-healing oxygen with nutrients from your food and from the water that you drink. It carries it all through your body to every cell. To every bone, to every muscle, to every nerve, to every tendon, every red and white blood cell flows through your body and your heart is the pump that pumps sending those blood cells through your body. So as you put your hand on your heart right now, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. And keep in mind, I come from a family of faith. I was raised in a family that we had more miracles than than any family ought to have. It's like, God, you need to share these around with some of these folks. ain't got no miracles. Well, maybe they didn't have any faith. I'm telling you, we were blessed, blessed, blessed with miracles. Unbelievable miracles. My granddaddy raised three people from the dead. He never took any medicine a day of his life. When he was 90 years old, he decided to go home and be with Jesus, and he asked him to come get him, and he did. Some of y'all know that story. Never took an aspirin, never took cough syrup, never had any kind of medicine. Did he ever get sick? Yes, he did, and he prayed, and God healed him. My daddy was 6 years old, and he fell out of a tree and paralyzed himself, broke his neck. He was paralyzed from the neck down, couldn't talk. Couldn't move his arms or legs. Granddaddy prayed for him in two or three days. He was better and up running. He thought all little boys, their daddy prayed for him when they broke their neck and were paralyzed from the neck down. True story. And I could tell you more. I want to pray the prayer of faith right now. And all you have to do is take God at his word. I'm not talking about taking me at my word, take this book at its word. Believe this book. Believe Jesus. Now as I pray for you, I want you to do two things. I want you to start off and say thank you Lord for healing me and then I want you to tell the Lord what you need, where you need to be healed one time and then I want you to begin to praise Him again and God's going to heal you today. Do it right now. Begin to praise Him. Father in Jesus' name. I pray the prayer of faith over every person right now under the sound of my voice. Every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl that's in this room, those watching online, those that need a healing touch, I plead the blood of Jesus right now. We are exercising our faith. We will not take no for an answer because your word says by your stripes we were healed. Everybody in this room that needs to be healed, your word says that by your stripes they were healed. You've already healed them. It's already done. So, Lord, we look for the manifestation now. I declare healing for body, mind, and soul. I declare healing from head to toe. I speak life and healing to everybody, every person, every red and white blood cell, every organ, the heart, the muscle, the lungs. The liver, the kidneys, the stomach, the bladder, the bowels, every part, every bone, every muscle, every nerve, every tendon, every red and white blood cell, we speak life and healing that it will carry nutrients to the body, to the sick part of the body, to the infection, to the disease, to whatever it is in the name of Jesus. We speak the word of faith. We plead the blood of Jesus. We break every assignment. We break every curse. We break every generational curse. We rebuke every demonic spirit. We come against every form of bitterness every form of unforgiveness, we rebuke it, we refuse it in the mighty name of Jesus and we plead the blood of Jesus and we declare healing now, now, in Jesus' name, be healed. Bodies be healed. Bodies be healed. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up a shout. Now, pray this prayer. Pray this prayer. Say, Father God, I am healed according to your word. I receive healing, total healing, now in Jesus' name. Jesus, I forgive everybody that has offended me. I release them into your hands. I release the unforgiveness. I release bitterness. I release doubt. I release fear. I stand on your word. I believe your word. I believe I am healed in Jesus' name. And I give you praise now in the name of Jesus. Now check it. Check yourself. Check yourself right now. Check yourself. Whatever, Wherever you had the pain, whatever you had is a problem. Check it. Move your back. Move your arms. Move your legs, your knees. Check your stomach. Check your head.